All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. I hope everyone is doing well and really powering through the horrible, if you're in Cleveland, Cleveland winners. It's been a tough one, man, this year. It's it's not been easy to get through, but we've had a couple sunny days recently that is giving me a little bit of hope uh, where I feel like warmer days are on the horizon. There's supposed to be a 50 degree day this weekend, which is really exciting, hoping to get outside a little. Uh, and I hope you all can get some sunshine too. Um, really helps the system, helps motivate as we're, we're getting through these months here. Uh, as I kind of talked about last episode, it's always hard when football season ends because uh, it feels like there's a lack of things to talk about. Like, yes, there is off-season movement. Of course, there's the Cavs. We're building up here to the Indian season starting, uh, but there's just nothing quite like football. So it's it's still so weird, and I'm still mentally adjusting to being in the off-season again and really looking forward uh, to many months ahead of time where we can get back to playing football again because there's there's nothing like it. Uh, but do have a couple topics still today that I want to break down. Um, first off, wanted to st- start off with Tiger Woods, man, uh, an unexpected accident. I my heart really stopped when I when I saw this pop up in the the news the other day. I first saw it on Twitter. I can't remember what uh, publication or w- who I first saw talk about it, uh, but my heart definitely stopped. My first thought was Kobe, uh, which was about a year ago now. Still so freaky to think about that happening, and you can't help but when some major accident happens with an athlete like this uh you can't help but think about kobe in those moments wondering if tiger's children were with him in that car for that accident luckily they were not uh and tiger's injuries were not life-threatening however who knows if he is ever going to play golf again at or when he will be able to golf again it seems pretty severe the damage that was done to his legs in multiple areas he's got a lot of metal in those legs now we already know tiger has dealt with many injuries throughout his career so this obviously does not help um i also the other thing i did think of when this happened was I don't know how many years ago it was now, but when Tiger got his DUI, um, so of course the first thought was, was he under the influence? How did this accident happen? Um, They are saying that there was no drugs or alcohol involved um, and that it truly was that, just an accident. Those windy roads in California, man, they will get you sometimes. Uh, What was crazy, though, is the day before that he was with a bunch of people golfing. Dwayne Wade, uh, David Spade, I know, posted a picture. And the day of the accident, he was supposed to be golfing with Drew Brees and some other people as well. Uh, So it's just always surreal. Like a few hours before, I had a Bleacher Report notification about him golfing with Dwayne Wade, some video. And then a few hours later, this accident happens. And again, it felt very similar to what happened with Kobe because the night before Kobe died, um, LeBron passed him on the all-time scoring list. There were all these stories about Kobe. 
you know, he was at his daughter's um, either a basketball camp or practice games, something. Um, and people were posting videos of him there. So it just is always such a reminder of how short life is and how valuable life is and how, especially with these athletes, um, you have to appreciate them while they're around and while you get to see what they can do because it can be taken away in an instant and that's how I was kind of feeling after everything that happened with Tiger there so I hope he's going to be okay Um, obviously most important thing is that he is alive uh, but hope that we get to see him golf again someday and I know that seems almost like a shallow request to have but I'm sure he would like to do that watching him play with his son was really beautiful and I hope he can continue to do that uh, and that he's going to be okay so Thoughts with Tiger. Um, Next, I want to talk about Cam Newton. So there was a whole big controversy recently, which you couldn't ignore. That was um, at Cam Newton's football camp. A kid was kind of talking some smack to him, saying that he's poor and kind of talking trash to him. And this video went pretty viral to the point where every single person in the media uh, was covering it them kind of yapping back and forth at each other so far to the point that this kid who did not have a social media following of any sort released an apology statement for the way that he was talking to the talking to cam um and her for his behavior in that moment i have very mixed feelings about this because on one hand he's a he is a kid he was a, a high school student and he was talking trash and i that happens a lot at these camps even between you know the professional athlete and the kid it's pretty normal for them to be talking trash like that of course I think it was a little ridiculous that he was calling Cam poor because Cam is in a small group of people who have gone on to play professional football in general and let alone play professional football at a high level and have an extended career I'm sure this kid would love to have that um and so there, there is this balance of trash talk and respecting the professional athlete who is hosting this camp for you and trying to give you some knowledge of what he has learned throughout his years playing. So I really have mixed feelings on this one because in a way I do think the media took this way too far and ran it into the ground like it was the biggest deal in the world. I don't know if we're just looking for something to talk about. Maybe because I'm looking for things to talk about. Uh, But it just it became such a big thing which was it's been interesting to, to watch. I hope it I hope it doesn't affect the kid long term that he can still have opportunities in football if he is good enough. I I know he's on some lists in I believe Pennsylvania. I don't know how high up on those lists he is, what year he is in high school, um, what type of you know star rating he'll have going into college. But you know I hope he he still has it. I feel like that could happen to a lot of kids, um, but. Nonetheless, it wasn't great what he was doing, and I'm definitely not excusing it. I just think we have to keep things in perspective sometimes, and and we tend to lose sight of perspective when these stories become so much bigger than the actual incident that happened. So that's been interesting. Uh, Another thing that has been interesting in the football world is J.J. Watt. Um, That's pretty much all everyone can talk about, it feels like. Uh, It's most of what I am talking about these days, trying to figure out what is going to happen with J.J. Watt. 
decoding his tweets that I think he is just completely making up random stuff, putting it out there and seeing what, you know, conclusions people draw from those tweets. I don't think they actually mean anything. I don't think he's putting hidden clues in his tweets about where he is going to play. Uh, But right now, where we stand from most reports, the top three options for him right now are the Packers, Titans, and Bills. And then in the conversation, Kind of two other fringe teams are the Cleveland Browns and the Raiders. Uh, The best offer he has been given right now, I'm not sure from which team, is between 15 and 16 million. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. I feel like we can all sit around and speculate forever on where he is going to go. Um, Obviously, These are some good options for him because he does want to go to a contender. A lot of people threw in the Steelers, obviously, because of his brothers. Um, That's been a part of the conversation, but uh, I do not think the Steelers are a contender, especially with the news of Big Ben returning, um, most likely, which I'll get into that as well. Uh, But it's crazy to see the Browns on a list of potential contenders that he would consider going to. It still feels pretty surreal, but it's legitimate. I mean, if you put him and Miles Garrett out there on the line, they can do some special things there because both of them are used to getting doubled all the time in games. And if they don't have to carry that burden anymore, they might be able to make some more big plays, which um, I know that was a struggle for Miles, especially this year. He gets held a lot. He gets doubled a lot. He can't always make those big plays when he's getting covered that way. Uh, So if you have another star, um, you know, out there with him that can take off some of that burden, it it could really change things. So we'll see what happens. Um, But I, the Browns have the cap space for it and they're a legitimate contender. So even there, they're on this list of fringe teams, not the top three Packers, Titans, and Bills. Um, I still think they have a legitimate shot at at making this work. Um, you know, the only concern really with J.J. Watt, which everyone is talking about, is him being injury prone. And that's something that we do have to consider and think about um, because... I know it happened to us this season. Injuries plagued us at certain moments. I mean, going into the season, before the season even started, you know, within training camps, there were so many injuries. You know, you had Greedy, Grant Telpit. There were so many injuries. And then even throughout the year, you were dealing with injuries on top of COVID protocols, which, uh, you know, God willing, that is not a part of the season next year. Who knows uh, where we will be at that point in time if COVID is still around then. But injuries on top of that really hurt us at a lot of different moments and could hurt us again this coming year. Um, like I said, especially if COVID is still around and those protocols are still in place. So I think it is something to consider his age and, you know, capacity of getting injured so we'll see what happens like I don't hate the option of having him on our team I think he's still a great player and he was not playing on a good team in Houston they struggled a lot um, and they didn't even have team chemistry anymore they were really falling apart by the end I mean you saw that press conference that J.J. Watt had towards the end of the season where he was talking about how the fans you know, in Houston really look to them to produce and play well and they spend their hard-earned money to watch them and they're not giving that to them. You could tell he was carrying this burden there that he just 
couldn't do it anymore and he didn't feel like the team there and the organization there was giving their best shot and putting their best foot forward and he wants to be somewhere where they're doing that so um, I don't hate the idea of having him and I think he's a good morale guy but we'll see what happens I'm not putting too much on it because I don't think I honestly don't think he makes or breaks what we're able to do next season we have you know a lot of other pieces that we need defensively and we'll figure it out we've got a draft still there's still other offseason moves that can be made so we'll see what happens there Um, which kind of leads me into the last football topic where I briefly mentioned in that um, last little rant there about Big Ben Uh, Big Ben returning to the Steelers, he would like to return for another season. It's not sitting well with him the way that things ended last season, which I can't imagine it would because that was pretty pretty pathetic of a showing there that he had in that playoff game. But um, I don't think it's in the Steelers' best interest. Not that I am at all wanting to tell the Steelers what to do because they can do whatever the hell they want. I don't care. I will stay in my lane and watch the Cleveland Browns continue to be great, but I, um, I'm i not going to tell the Steelers what they should and shouldn't do. Uh, but I don't think it's in their best interest to keep Big Ben around. I think they need to, if the guy is Mason Rudolph or if the guy that they want to move forward with is a Dwayne Haskins or whatever they want to do, if they want to go out there and get someone else, I think that that's what they should do. I think they need to move forward and figure out who they are going to build their team around in the future because it's obviously not Big Ben. He's pretty much done at this point and um, I think they need to start looking towards the future now and that might mean having a few years of confusion or not knowing who your quarterback really is, testing out some different things. Every franchise has to go through that. That's just a part of the game. You're not good forever. You have off years. You have years of rebuilding, and the Steelers might be hitting that point. Look, they've had a lot of really good years, so that's just how it goes. You aren't good every year, and it's frustrating when you aren't, but that's the name of the game. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that. I wonder how that will progress as time goes forward if... Big Ben doesn't start off the season playing well and he does come back. Do they bench him? You know, what happens with that? So I'll be interested to see. But at the same time, like, I don't care what they're doing. Again, I am focused on the Cleveland Browns path forward, working towards filling in our missing pieces so that we can build a Super Bowl contender for 2021. So we'll see what happens. All right, a couple other things I want to talk about, um, Ohio State basketball. So I am i really don't talk about college basketball on here because I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I love March Madness. I watch some Ohio State basketball games, uh, but overall, I'm not super engaged in the day-to-day of what is happening in college basketball. However, I did get really into the Ohio State-Michigan game from, oh gosh, it was a week ago now maybe, Um, from when I'm recording this a couple days ago. It was an incredible game to watch. Ohio State did go on to lose that game. However, it was so intense, so much fun. Both teams were shooting really well. Uh, Michigan especially was just nailing three-pointers the whole game, which was very frustrating, but they really couldn't miss. 
Um, but the thing I really enjoyed about the game was the fact that there were so few fouls called in that game that those refs just really let them play through the game. And sometimes that is my frustration with watching the NBA is how many fouls are called sometimes. It can it can be pretty frustrating. Uh, so it was super fun to watch them just go out there, shoot, drive to the basket, and not get called every single time that they try to, you know, stick a hand out there when someone drives to the basket. Uh, so I had a lot of fun watching it. Super sad that Ohio State lost, but I'm getting kind of pumped for March Madness this year. You know, we've got in a couple weeks here, you got, you know, the selection of the who is going to be ranked where and I think it's going to be fun to watch because we were robbed of that opportunity last year when COVID hit and March Madness was taken away from us. Um, It was very unfortunate so I'm excited to watch this year Uh, and I think March Madness is something that really even if you're not a college basketball fan that everyone can get behind and have a good time with because the best part is watching an underdog do something great um, and something unexpected, you know, a, a 16 seed beating a one seed or a 15 seed beating a two seed. Any of those things are always on the table and happen nearly every single year. So I am looking forward to watching that in the next few weeks once we get there. Uh, okay, Francisco Lindor next up. So I don't even know if I talked about this on the last episode. I feel like I probably did, uh, but obviously Francisco Lindor is no longer with um, Cleveland. He is now a Met. It was really um, really sad watching um, or looking at these pictures that the Mets posted of him in a Mets uniform. Uh, hard to see, and it just didn't look right because he's been with us for so long And it was so sad, but uh, the reason I want to talk about him is because he made these comments about how he really did not give his best to the Indians at the end of the season last year. He kind of got tired, he gave up, um, and now he wants to work harder to make sure that he doesn't kind of give up again like he did before. Um, I go back and forth on these comments because, of course, I do not want a player who was on my team to talk about how they gave up and they just didn't care. But at the same time, the organization did not care about him. They were not willing to give him what he was asking for, uh, an amount he was very deserving of comparative to other players of his level in the MLB. So it was unfortunate the way that the franchise wasn't getting behind him a star player a player with a fun personality that people can get behind which is one thing that I've talked about a million times on here that baseball is missing they are missing that it factor that people love to engage in in the NBA and in the NFL they love to get behind a personality they love to care about a a player and who they are as a person that's why people in Cleveland, part of why people in Cleveland love Baker Mayfield so much because you can kind of feel like you know him. He is a a dynamic person, has a great personality, and he's someone that you can get behind. Uh, And that was kind of who Francisco Lindor was as well. He had this big, bright smile. He was always laughing and having a good time. He's someone that a team should embrace, uh, a league should embrace, and really market those types of 
players and those types of people uh, so that the city can feel more connected to the team and that baseball fans in general can, can feel more connected to the league. And that's what baseball has been missing. And it's frustrating that when you own a baseball team, you would think you would want to pay those guys uh, and keep them around because they're bringing something good to your city and they didn't want to pay him. So I can't necessarily even blame him for getting up. I can't giving up. I can't say that's what I would do um, myself, but I don't, I don't blame him. And it, it doesn't, it's not out of the question that that's something that he would do. I'm sure a lot of other players felt that way at different points in their career. So it is what it is, but it was an interesting headline. Uh, still sad to see him gone. I wish he was still with us in Cleveland, but can't have it all, I guess. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is the Cavs. So the Cavs are on a two-game win streak now. Very exciting. Pulled out some wins here, but it was following a 10-game losing streak, which almost every single team we played, I will say, was a playoff caliber team. Uh, so you don't expect to win all of those games, but you don't expect to lose all 10 of those games. And I think that's the issue. A lot of people in Cleveland are making excuses uh, for that because we were playing such good teams for that stretch of time. But if you want to be a playoff team yourself, then you have to beat playoff teams. And we weren't doing that. And we dropped from the middle of the Eastern Conference to, I believe, the second worst team in the conference. Uh, so that you don't, it, yeah, you just can't do that. Like you have to beat teams that win. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And we should expect that we could win some of those games. Like I said, I know we're not going to win all of them. I know that we're not, you know, a top two team in the Eastern Conference, but we were hanging around the seven, eight seed in the Eastern Conference. So I think you should be able to win maybe one or two of those 10 games at least, but to lose all 10 of those in a row was pretty frustrating. Uh, but like I said, we won the last two games, starting to turn it around a little. We have the all-star break coming up here. I think we need some time to rest, reset our mind. I know there's a lot of questions right now on do we try to you know, continue to win out in this season and play hard, or do we try to tank and get some really good draft picks for, for next year and kind of rebuild the team at that point because we finally have a couple good pieces that I think we can build on. Um, you know, we've got, hopefully, I would love to keep Jared Allen around longer. Uh, Colin Sexton, you know, might be looking for a bigger contract soon, but we have some good pieces um, and we could get some additional draft picks uh, to fill in some of those other pieces that we need to build an actual playoff contender. But I hate the idea of tanking and giving up a season. Tanking is just something in general I have a hard time getting behind. I know it happens. I know it serves a purpose in every single sport. I know why teams do it, uh, but it's still, I don't ever want to cheer for my team to lose. It just feels wrong, and I hate it, and I hate that that is how it works, so I don't even want to get behind that necessarily, but I understand what the what the purpose is. Hopefully the Cavs can still win some games here and there because it's fun to watch them play good. It's fun to watch them play hard. It's fun when they win. Just winning is fun. So I'm not going to ask to lose. I just, I can't do it. But that is all I have for you guys today. So um, if you could just leave me a rating, a review, if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, 
I know that, you know, you don't always want to take the extra second to do that, but if you could just click that little five-star button at the bottom of the podcast screen, it's very easy. Leave a nice little comment, review. That would be lovely. I would very much appreciate it, Uh, but tell your friends, you know, share on social media, do all of those good things that I always, always mention doing at the end of these episodes. Uh, But like I said, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you're powering through this winter, staying warm, getting ready for the spring. Baseball season's around the corner. Uh, Hopefully we're turning the corner on COVID as well, and uh, we're getting there. So that's all I have, and thanks for listening.